Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105.6 FM in Palabora. Dr. Sipo Stoller now joins us on the line. He's a cultural practitioner, research fellow at the University of Johannesburg. Good afternoon and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Hi. Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, Pamela. I appreciate this. Uh, and I'm also happy that the number is back. The n- but I mean, I'm an SAFM listener. <laughs> we also be- first saw out when that number suddenly disappeared. <laughs> I know. We, we were also, you know, we were pulling our hair. And in fact, today when we were told that the number is working, I said, please, Lord, help us that it works today. So we, we, we yeah. believe it works and everything should be up and running. Look, it, mm. it's, it's really uncertain times. A lot of people have been calling with a lot of anxiety. And you can understand artists mm. who in any event... Are, are always job insecure at this time, feel even more anxiety. What happened at that meeting that you attended with the minister? Thanks for, for the question and thanks for the, the interview. Let me just take a, a step back by one day sure. uh, of that meeting. You would recall that the president uh, addressed the nation uh, on a Sunday. And then on Sunday, I just couldn't sleep. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about the space that we are in mm-hmm. and and whether the president had understood and internalized the serious repercussions that the cultural industry uh, and creative uh, workers would would have to endure during this period. I mean, also noting that the president had made the, the right decision in terms yes. of our safety. Yeah. And the first thing I did in the morning on Monday, I called the, the minister. It was about 9.30. Hmm. I said, minister, we are in trouble. I don't think we understand the magnitude of this decision, which is the right decision, of course. Mm. I said, we are now dealing with people who have no 8 to 5 job, no guaranteed income, whose income revolves around events and gatherings and so forth. So when that is prohibited, we we must know that there won't be any income month end, which means people won't pay rent, they won't pay their cars, they won't pay bonds, they won't pay food, Nothing, because the income is based on cause. Mm. Now, when we talk about the creative industries, I think it's important also that when we talk about the creative industries, we understand that it's not just musicians, mm. uh, because people tend to think that those that have got the loudest voice, uh, the industry is about them, you know, which is correct. I mean, they have to fight for the space that they are, they are o- occupying, but the industry is bigger than that. Now, you would know that the, the UNESCO has classified the, the creative and cultural industries into a number of um, uh, uh, areas, which includes even what we are doing now, film, broadcasting, radio, and so forth, theaters, uh, performances, um, art, craft, everything. I said, that's going to come to a standstill. So, if, uh, just, and then... Just to then move forward, we then had this meeting the following day, mm-hmm. and um, where I raised the same same issues. And the meeting was well attended, uh, by the way. Uh, there were people from theatres, from museums, from Robben Island, from Film and Video Foundation, Heritage, and so forth. And then we are now facing this issue. Now, I think the department understands the issues and uh, understands the intensity of the, 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 the problem and the frustration of everyone. 
The issue was now, which is the biggest elephant in the room, who is the artist? Mm. Is, is the woman that is selling craft at the station, who's selling amatanzi and, uh, and baskets and weaving, whatever those things, mm-hmm. um, who, who is who's defined under the, the, the UNESCO, mm-hmm. the version of the creative and cultural uh, industries, as, as, as fitting that? Mm. Can that person say, now that there's no one going through the station, I'm not selling anything. Mm. Can I have money? Is the is the group that performs at weddings that is not necessary? Mm. Whose performance is just at weddings and funerals? Mm. So who is the artist? That is the issue. So wh- what I'm trying to say, Pimela, is that there's no amount of money that's going to resolve the problem. Even if there was a trillion rand and people were queuing up at the gate and government had this big basket of money dishing out, mm. they're going to say, who are you? No, I see Lapana, uh, Alex, and uh, you know. Hey, okay, Sipo, but what does that I, mean? I, I sing, I sing, I know a guy who sings at Rosebank at the pay point at the parking bay. Yes, yes. You know. Right now, I can no longer go to Rosebank. Yeah. So which means I can no longer park my car and then as I go to pay for my ticket and give the guy 10 bucks. The malls are shut here. Yeah. yeah, the malls are shut. So there's a bigger issue that must be addressed in my law. Before we even get to how, what will be the solution? The fact is, the the artistic community is not registered, mm. not with labor. They have no social security, which means you can't even identify them. Mm. So even my, even if Sasa was to pay the the, this, uh, the, uh, the the creative community, they are not there. They don't exist. Why? Because the industry is not organized. Mm. So those are the issues that we discussed. And then um, I think the following day we had a discussion with the minister on the phone. I said to the minister, I understand there's no money, but money has to be found somehow. As to who's going to get it, I, I, I don't know. But there has to be a, a relief of some sort. The countries around the world, they, of course, these reliefs are coming out now, uh, whether it's in the UK or in Germany, in New Zealand, in the US, they, they've got, but maybe they have a system of tracking it. And, and lastly, I also said to him that, by the way, Minister, you do have collecting societies who are already paying people who, by virtue, are either in the music space or whatever. I'm not talking about music. Yes. So whether it's SAMRO yes. or the RISA and all the other collecting societies. And there are also record companies who have artists who are signed, who have recorded. So you have that database. But the database is bigger than 150 million rands. That's the challenge. That money won't be enough for anybody. And and you can't differentiate between AKA and some guy from Tembisa. You know, you know, let me tell you, Sipo, one of the things that I that pains me and I think mm. you you were raising exactly that, is mm. that this virus has forced us as a nation to see our our very deep seated problems. Yes. You know, it's it's now staring us in the face and it's asking us all this time, what had you done about one, two, three? And we are caught with our pants down, unfortunately. Exactly. And and I want to reiterate the point. Even if if even if a Patrice Motsepo was to say, I want my billion rand that I'm contributing to go to the cultural and creative industries, there will be more as a fight about who is in the queue. Mm. Because I, as I'm sitting here, I don't know who's in the queue, but I know that there's a woman in Durban 
who sells craft. There's and, a woman who, yeah. who, who weaves, as you said, Amatansi, and, and who mm. the law prohibits for her, number one, to go source the very same grass yeah. that she mm. needs to weave. So she can't go out. That's the mm. problem number one. And, mm. and, and so she can't even after having weaved, go sit at the market and trade. So it's complex. Yes. So w- what was then the outcome of that meeting? So I think the outcome, in a, in a way, uh, even went bigger than what we had discussed. Because uh, I think after that, the department uh, had more uh, time to think and plan. You saw it in the statement that yes. they released about the the relief, uh, the sector relief framework and criteria. Um, because it, the department also now combines uh, escort sport as yes. well. So at least that that part is more organised because. There are um, sporting codes and there are clubs, there are structures and all of that. So if you are already a provincial athlete or whatever, you already know who you are. So they are already saying that for those artists that were supposed to be running at some point, wherever, so they are putting the the funds aside, Uh, especially where where their income is coming straight from the, the... the, the, that activity, you know, and then they went into detail around the arts and culture sector relief criteria, where the department says, "Wait a minute, we had we had funds, we had programs that we are going to fund in the next three months, uh, which now cannot happen because of the prohibition. We're going to still continue wherever there's been a signed memorandum of agreement. We are still going to continue and disperse of those funds. So let's use an example. Let's just say." Makufi. Islam International Festival, or Makufe. Yeah. Uh, Makufe is in October. Let's talk about the one that was in May. Okay. The Islam International Festival was taking place mm. at Corn Hill, and uh, there was already a, 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 an MOA signed between Brad Holmes and the department, and uh, there's amount of money, and you know what goes into the festival, sound and so forth. Artists have been booked, uh, and um, so, and uh, uh, agreements were signed, from what I'm reading, she will still get the money and still pay those people because of loss of income. <laughs> yeah, I, I chuckle because it still <laughs> leaves the hawker who would have relied on that very festival out. I was about to get there. Exactly. It still leaves the hawker. I was about to get there. Yeah. The hawker yeah. who was going to be there yeah. uh, and selling food and all of that. Mm. And that's another issue. Now, also... Let's just say, let's use an example. Um, um, uh, baseline had booked uh, Pimelo Medina mm. as a principal, uh, principal artist at 150,000 rand. Now, we are, we are assuming that Pimelo has also signed a contract <laughs> with a band. If, uh, if it was a nine-piece band with, uh, with backing vocalists and she's got her own engineer and was pay, she was paying the band 4,500, so... I'm assuming the department is going to say, okay, we also want to make sure that when we pay uh, that money to Pamela, she's also going to be paying her support, including, by the way, the commission for the management that manages the artist. Because what we also forget is that, uh, let me talk for one, uh, I for one day, native rhythms. We manage artists such as the soil. And our business model is about artist management. So no gigs, no income because we have not invoiced anyone for the soil's gigs. And if we had invoiced, we would have taken 20%. Mm. 
Then we have paid salaries, office expenses, and all sorts of things. So the, whole, the entire value chain, as we are saying, has taught us something that we need to re-look at how the industry is organized, how does the money flow, and where does it come from, and who, does, who, who gets what, and who gets left out of the system. And, you know, again, it's, it's difficult because... Mm. There are people who who get booked with absolutely no paperwork. There's a makeup yeah. artist who's booked via SMS yes. to say, come and come and do five faces or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Come and do someone's hair. And that's a value chain of that very yeah. particular event. And there is <coughs> no way they can prove uh, legally the, that yeah. they were going to be part of that value chain. It is tough. As I said, the guys that perform at a wedding in this loot, a wedding is cancelled. There's no gonna they're just gonna come and perform and get money. So um so what what it calls for is that firstly we must take this as a learning mm-hmm. and then say after that, let's regroup. Yeah. Let us regularize this this industry. Yeah. Let us make sure that everyone who participates in the entire value chain is there. Let, let, this industry is so important to know that if I tell you that the, the cultural and creative industry contributes 63 billion rands to GDP in this country every year, that is 1.7% of total of GDP. And this industry is growing faster than any sector at 4.8% per annum. It employs about a million people, 35% of that are young people, and 86% of that are blacks. Let me ask you this, Sipo, you know, because mm. it's, it's, we, people in the arts are, are the only people who, who keep telling everybody else, you know, we mm. are important, we are important, look, look after us and so on. But, mm. but was there at least a recognition after this that the, the role of an artist is imperative? The role of an artist is imperative in any nation. And in fact, now people, you see it, you see it on social media, their dance parties, whatever. That's where people get their solace and their healing at a time like this. Was there a recognition of the importance of the role of an artist and that we need to look after the sector going forward? Do you remember the first SONA address of uh, President Silvia yeah, yeah. after President Zuma uh, resigned? Mm-hmm. I reached out to the presidency, very upset, to say I listened to that speech. The president said everything here, a grand plan for every industry. Mm. I'm going to have a summit of this, of this industry, a summit of this. I said, he says nothing about the cultural and creative Mm. industries. So when that was on a Monday, Mm. you know that he will always have to go and respond in parliament uh, a few days later. So on Wednesday, he responds. And um, and says uh, we were reminded by I'm even quoting it. We were reminded by Sipositole, the founder of Native Rhythms, that the cultural and creative industries make a significant contribution to this to the economy of this country. Blah 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 blah. That was the last time the president ever said anything or even pronounced cultural and creative industries. We thought in the second sauna he was going to say that. And so forth. We even said, thought that when he made his first uh, announcement about the measures of Corona, 
he was going to talk about that. Now, his second address, if you remember his second address, he talked about sport and tourism. I laugh yeah. because it was yeah. it, it Tumamina has become his brand, which is based yeah. on what? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. it comes from arts and culture, right? It comes from music. Yes. Um, it, it says uh, we know that sport and tourism is going to be affected. Then I'm saying to myself, by the way, when tourists come to this country, what do they look for? Cultural symbols, things that make this country uh, known for what it is. They will go to Wamayamai and buy Ukshalu, they will go and see a dance or whatever, whatever. So there is no tourism without the country's, uh, uh, the soul of the nation. Well, that's what they come to see. Let's just quickly recap. This $150 million that has been set aside is for people who were booked anyway, but booked in the sense that they were booked by a concert or an event that was going to happen that was going to be supported by the department. So if a private company was going to book you and you had that confirmation, you don't fall in that category. Well, not in that category, but they have another second category. Yes. Uh, 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 oh, by the way, they also say in the in the funded projects that some of those funded projects are directly by the DAC, Department mm. of Arts and Culture, or through the agencies, which is National Arts Council, National Film and Video Foundation, the Heritage Council and the Business Arts South Africa. So those that were already in that will still uh, have their funding. Okay. And then uh, the, the also goes to say that um, even the production that were cancelled by the playhouses, yes. uh, where people had been booked, so they also will be compensated. Okay. And then the non-funded projects, they talk about 25 productions and live ev- and 15 live events that were already submitted by national industry organizations okay. will be compensated. To be, uh, and then they say then to benefit for that compensation, producers of those events must submit proof of the whatever the planned work. What I can then tell you, are, yeah. Yes. Then there is the spo- spontaneous one, which they refer to as the fourth industrial revolution. Now, that came from the discussion that we had with the minister, because uh, my input in that meeting, but that was before the lockdown came mm. along, uh, was the show must go on. Mm-hmm. The singer must sing, the poet must recite her poem, the dancer must dance, the musician must play to uh, audience-less uh, uh, venues. Mm. I meant that they must still go and perform and that they must be streaming. So now uh, th- that is one of the th- things, but that means it can't happen now because we have to wait until lockdown is over. At that time, we had not anticipated lockdown. I was suggesting that the theaters must program um, dance, comedy, poetry, drama, music, and everything, and and, and book the artists the best way they know and and, and have that thing streamed at home. But but theaters are now closed, yeah. Yes. Sipo, it's going to be good to talk to you again and see where this takes us after the lockdown still because there is the issues that we are facing now are not going to be resolved just by the lockdown. There are deep-seated issues here that we need to really face head-on and, and we need to be honest about where the industry is sitting. I really appreciate the time you've given us, Dr. Sipos Tole, Cultural Practitioner and Research Fellow at the University of Johannesburg. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's where we're sitting. It's not a pretty sight at all. Just gone 1.30, let's go to the headlines for the very latest on SABC News.